you know it, it's a very very exciting exciting place to be and i was exposed to the whole different world of sugarcane there i go out on a limb here but did your interest for sugarcane also start because you made a trip to the mauritius or or where did it start from so uh, in fact the year i was born is when we set when my father set up one of the smallest sugar plant sugarcane plants in in, in karnataka in mudhol or rather so i have been bred and brought up in an environment where all i could see is sugarcane so right you know it has come through as a, a part of it, this entire journey of my growth has been around sugarcane so you know karnataka is known for so many things sugarcane mandya one of them i want to discuss that on the other side let's come back with the managing director of the mrn group mr vijay narani is with us we're having a fun bit of conversation come back for a lot more that you probably never knew about your own state music great conversation and a whole lot of k welcome to bangalore's personal ray of sunshine you're locked into good morning bangalore with k One world, your station. This is very fun. This is very exciting. I'm in conversation with Vijay Nirani, the managing director of the MRN Group. We're having conversation, and right now, I want to get back to talking about our very own state, about how, of course, Mandya is known to be the sugarcane capital of Karnataka. Let's do that bit of conversation. K Spotlight. This is Good Morning Bangalore with K. in karnataka mandya is known to be the sugarcane capital of karnataka i think i uh, you know there is a point to debate there so uh, the point is mandya initiated the sugar business but ah. uh, if you look at the quantum of sugar coming out of karnataka it's between bagalkot and belgam district so just to give you a, 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 a some numbers mandya has about the entire district of mandya mysore put together as a crushing capacity a per day crushing capacity of not more than 38000 tons per day so the same if you consider in bagalkot and belgam put together So the crushing capacity there is close to 2.8 lakh metric tons a day. So oh. 38,000, about 40,000 you could say, to 2.8 uh, lakh metric tons a day. So contrary to popular uh, belief, actually it's it's not exactly Mandya. The entire district, I mean, Mandya and Mysore districts, I say. Right, 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 so, right. So uh, you know, Mandya has this the tag of sugar bowl of Karnataka because the Maharajas there, so they were very progressive people. So Correct. From your uh, the 80s and 90s, 18th and 19th century. So. There were lots of industrial revolution that happened. I think for some reason they they couldn't capture. I mean, grow further. So the North Karnataka, Bagalkot, Belgaum, we had these two rivers, so Krishna and the Ghataprabha. So our farmers and our entrepreneurial people there, so they made good use of it and grew. So I think that's that. Fascinating. You've told me something I didn't know about. Okay, that's very cool. And, and the fun fact, so to add to that, yeah. so I come from a small town called Mudhol, so it's in Bagalkot district. To tell you that one taluka of Mudhol has a per day crushing capacity of eighty thousand metric tons, which is ah. the highest crushing capacity per square kilometer considered in the entire country. Something to be proud of, and we don't even know it in, <laughs> in Karnataka. A lot of people who are maybe from Mudhol maybe didn't know that. So that that that's cool. Let me ask you about the companies that you just referred to. You know, there's this whole eco. system at play here that i can see for you guys can you run us through how this kind of works because what i'm very interested in is how the farmers come together so beautifully with the consumers to the clients and the end results take me through that so absolutely like i said right so to just to run you by the uh, the products that we're doing now so like we mentioned sugar then there is power that we do 
when uh, forced power there's something called as molasses that comes out through the molasses we are now doing uh, ethanol uh, earlier we used to have this potable alcohol that goes into all your imfl and all these cases but now government of india is putting a lot of have taken initiatives to increase the productivity of ethanol you know ethanol is the best substitute for crude crude is one of the biggest foreign exchange investments that government of india does and what essentially happens there is uh, the money that we earn goes out to some overseas countries to purchase crude uh, that is where our rupee value takes a hit so by increasing the capacities of ethanol what happens is consumption of crude comes down and the money that would have earlier gone out in importing crude now stays back here by here i mean that money stays back again in the rural most part of our uh, country for example to speak of statistics in ethanol again so uh, there is about 860 odd crore liters of ethanol that government of india has consumed this year so that means about 860 odd crore liters of petrol has Which been has been saved have has been substituted yeah. yeah that gives out almost about 40000 crore rupee which would have earlier gone out uh, to some overseas country is now stayed back here and uh, by here by in karnataka we have done about out of that 860 crores we have contributed about 18 crore liters so, so 18 crore liters you can we can all very proudly say that karnataka is leading the way from that front yeah uh, yeah we, we are at the uh, helm so we are at the peak there to tell you another fun fact is mrn group is leading this ethanol sector and we are the largest ethanol manufacturers on the day and we are set to soon be producing 2 million liters a day Remember, on a very side side <laughs> <laughs> Joking no, note. Are you guys a listed company? I'd like to buy some stock. <laughs> oh, we are. We are still. It's a closely held company so far. So I will. I'll hit you up, okay? So as soon as. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> that sounds good. <laughs> we'll, we'll all grow together. Yeah, sounds great. <laughs> But you know what? What really intrigues me is that when you when you have these massive groups and companies, right? It's rare that it comes back to the farmers and stays in the rural. And from what you just explained, that happens so beautifully. I think with the MRN group, which is awesome. Let's figure out vision. and so much more for the MRN group uh, which is going to join us on the other side as well so stay tuned he's hanging out with us all through this hour vijay nirani is the managing director of the MRN group back super soon stay tuned there are people who complain about blues and there are people who listen to good morning bangalore with k let's go 94.3 one world your station i am in conversation with the managing director down at of course the mrn group vijay nirani joins me on the show all through this hour k spotlight this is good morning bangalore with k But what's the vision now, Vijay? If I may ask you, and how is it aligned to where, say, for example, our our nation is headed? So I would our entire vision going forward is to be aligned with the vision of our Prime Minister and the government of India today. By saying that, one, we need to be atmanirbhar. Second, there needs to be a cyclical economy. Number three, to double the income of the farmers. So that's the entire vision and that's the entire motive that we have here. What we are trying to do is create an entire ecosystem for the farmers. By that I mean, see, by taking sugarcane of this, so all these products are developed. So now what we also do is there's another product called Presma that comes out. So this Presma again goes back to the farmer as a fertilizer, where they use it again to grow their sugarcane, the next harvest. on a very organic basis so they're not destroying the sto- their, it's not destroying the soil it's not destroying the soil so they're reducing on ammonia urea dap harmful chemicals like those so number one number two what we're doing is 
from this press mart there's a lot of methane content that is there so uh, very recently uh, honorable former minister for petroleum and natural gas dharmendra pradhan ji inaugurated our uh, the first maki project of cng so where we use the industrial waste and the agricultural residue so what happens i think if you'd have seen a sugarcane plant when they harvest that the trash that is created yeah we bring those trash pay the farmers for their trash use that trash to generate methane use the press mart again to generate methane that methane is nothing but your cng gas so this cng gas what we are now doing is converting the track people speak of automation in different sectors so for our farmers today the biggest automation they have is the tractors yeah so i think we can all agree tractors are the biggest yeah. automation yeah and the biggest expenditure to run this automation is diesel so to run their tractors is diesel So what we are trying to do is replacing that diesel engines of tractors into CNG. So I'll tell you. So our company has uh, India's first diesel-based tractor has been converted into CNG. You know who the tractor was belonged to? Who? So it belonged to Honorable Minister for Road Transport, Shinitin Gadkariji. So we have converted oh. his own tractor into a CNG, and we have demonstrated it around. Uh, so everywhere. cool! So cool! I'll tell you the 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 fun part here. Okay, the CNG that the farmers use. earlier the diesel would have costed 85 rupees a liter the cng if you use it costs only 46 rupees a liter half the price so, yeah half almost the half price, the price exactly. yeah. yeah and what happens is on a yearly basis we have done the math each farmer on one tractor will save more than a lakh of rupees a tractor itself costs 7 lakh rupees so you can imagine the kind of savings a farmer would do absolutely so here saving is nothing but earning yeah. if he's saving half of his revenue so expenditure so that means he's earned twice his revenue right so there are a lot many ideas like this that we are trying to achieve so that our farmers lives get better and that's our vision so that's the entire a uh, vision of Pemarin group what i really like is it seems like many pieces of the puzzle coming together so so beautifully coming together i want to talk about this massive transition and this tectonic shift in moving to sustainable living we'll discuss that on the other side come back with us our last leg of conversation with vijay in just a bit stay tuned looking forward to partying on the weekend is so yesterday when you have a party on the airwaves every morning every morning you're okay uh. 94.3 One world, your station. There has been a massive tectonic shift towards sustainable living and a sustainable way of life, not only for us but for everybody at all levels. And enabling that this morning on the show, I'm in conversation with Vijay Nirani from the MRN Group. K Spotlight. This is Good Morning Bangalore with K. receptive is the you know general environment uh, to the whole you know tectonic shift for uh, to uh, sustainable living what are the various things that can be done and um, how can one actually ease uh, the transition for the general public out there um, you've already talked about how it's so it becomes seamless for the farmers if they you know if they start one thing then it's a domino effect and they are benefited there but this transition of moving um, ideologies of the mindset of the general population to sustainable living what's that like uh, so it's a very interesting thing so the entire world is looking at sustainable living so if you look at the paris accord so cop26 has recently been signed where government of india has said that by 2070 they're going to have a net zero emission and you know there are a lot of very strong laws and regulations that are being brought in so when we speak of uh, the, the least that a person can do there's macro and there is micro so macro level government of india is already boosting uh, production of sustainable fuel for example you know cutting down of plastics cutting down of you know harmful inputs like uh, recently coal 
or the price of coal has been increased and then thermal power plants are bringing the, uh, they're reducing those plants there solar and wind are coming up in gigawatts so there's a lot in micro level macro level and uh, government of india is doing a lot on those fronts and companies like the mrn group are trying to bear that vision of our government you know by contributing uh, in their respective sector so we have not shied away we've taken the benefits of the initiative and uh, scaled up so we are being the largest uh, ethanol uh, manufacturers today and our vision is to be the largest cng manufacturers from agricultural residue there so right. similarly on the micro basis if you look at there's a lot like uh, the the general uh, people can also do you know the most important thing is to have a cyclical dependence on a uh, product absolutely because if that cycle is broken then it's going to become hard for anyone not only the general public but also say farmers and things like that to actually adopt the the kind of things that you guys are putting out there right Absolutely. because if it comes to a place where i'm left with waste and that waste cost me x y you know how much how much ever i am unlikely to go back and then start the process again right absolutely, absolutely. yeah so yeah. another fun fact for uk is that you know we can also produce ethanol from uh, the municipal solid waste that we generate every day wow how does that happen i'm curious how does that happen so what happens is there's a lot of the solid waste anything that degrades has some sucrose content in it and there's some methane in it so there is cellulosic liquid this contains There's a company called Enerchem in Canada. So we are trying to do a JV with them and uh, try and bring them here and uh, come start generating 2G ethanol from absolute waste. That's your municipal solid waste. Very cool. So who knows? Your the garbage that we create might tomorrow be fuel for our vehicles. Wow, that's the dream. I mean, I mean, that's that sounds beautiful. Vijay, we've talked a lot of business. We've talked a lot of work. On a parting note, I'd like to kind of ask you. You know, for a guy who who is sitting at his desk and and working all this through the day, what's like your little release? Like, what do You, what do you like to do in your free time? Is it just catch up on some TV shows, or is it play a sport? What is it for you? Uh, like we said, okay, so I think I'm as old as you now, and uh, you know, we, uh, I, I think we share the same uh, ideology. So it's all about going out, meeting with new people, and then you know, uh, having a chill there. So uh, perfect. I, I don't uh, end up staying indoors. So okay. there's a lot of reading that we do, but that's during travel. But, Super. Uh, You know, the best stress release is to be with people and meet new people. And well, Vijay, you know this has been a little bit of an insight into your world uh, for me personally, and I, I wish you guys at the MRN Group all the very, very, very best. And I want to say thanks for taking out the time. This has been a really insightful conversation. A lot of fun facts that we did not even know about the waste we generate, about say Karnataka for that matter, and where the you know nation is kind of heading. But really, I wish you guys all the very best. And when you guys uh, become a listed company, you let me know. <laughs> <laughs> thanks so much, Kesh. So I'll keep that in mind. And it has been an uh, absolute pleasure to be here with you. Get to know him off air too. Have you followed him on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter yet? At off air with K. Slide into his DMs now. One world, your station.